Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn. Along with me is my dear wife, Jerry. Talking about the Christmas story, actually, because it's that time of year. We're in Advent, started mm-hmm. on November 28th, so hopefully you've been thinking about Christmas already and thinking about not just presents and wrapping and shopping online versus in person and, you know, where am I going to get my gifts and on and on and on and Christmas cookies and trees and decorations, Christmas which is cookies. all great, and, and we certainly have yeah. put time into that. Mm-hmm. But there's also got to be time to just come and, wow, Jesus Christ was born in the world this is us preparing our hearts, getting ready for Christmas. And so in right. light of that, we're doing some podcasts about the Christmas story. Joseph, a big player, obviously, mm-hmm. is part of the Christmas sure. story. And it says that this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. The birth of Jesus is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And we'll start there. There's a couple of the verses I'll read in a bit. But it starts out, Joseph was engaged. He's not married. They haven't had sex yet. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line of what that means. Right. They, they were engaged. Uh, clearly says they had not consummated their relationship at this point. So he finds out she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Obviously a lot to swallow because <laughs> he planned to divorce her quietly. Right. Yeah, and back in that day, it's different. Like engagement today is, you know, a thing where you say you're going to get married. But back then, I think that was almost like you were already committed because he's going to have to divorce her. It was a legal marriage type of thing, but they hadn't gone to that process yet. To break an engagement in our day is to say so. Right. To break an engagement in their day was to go to court. Right. Like you had to have really strong reasons. And obviously, if he felt that Mary had been unfaithful to him. And I think about how heartbreaking it must've been oh my goodness, yeah. when their pledge to be married, she was found to be pregnant. It clearly says through the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. So the Bible definitely is keeping her reputation intact, Yes, but it's, she was found to be pregnant because Joseph, her husband was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Yeah. He, he was not, a good guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. He was he was actually a great guy. He didn't want to humiliate her. I think a lot of times character is shown in the tough days. It's mm-hmm. shown in how you respond to things. It is. You know, how do you respond to disappointment? How do you respond to hurt? How do you respond to, to pain? And you got to remember in this life, and I talked about this in my Revelation Bible study, and it was saying that they saw in the throne room of God, they had this book that had to be open with seven seals and who's worthy. And and there was one standing looking like a lamb who had been slain. And we were talking, that was a reference to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about the scars of Christ. And we we're also reminding ourselves that there are hurtful things that happen in life. Yeah. There are times we do have scars. I said, who scarred Jesus? people did yeah we did they rejected him Mm -hmm. they nailed him to a cross they threw a spear in his side they put a crown of thorns on his head they scarred him people scarred jesus you think about the scars again that people wear today i told him pr my group i said look if you deal with people you're going to wear some scars right that that's just how it it is is. yep that's the way it is but you know what? It's okay because Jesus did. Mm-hmm. 
you look at Joseph and, and how much this must have hurt him. Yet he's responding to it in a gracious way, in a compassionate way. He's not going to bring her out to the city square, sew the letter A to her. Right. Not that they would have done that, but Hester referencing Prynne. back to Hester yeah. Prynne and the Scarlet Letter. They're not putting the Scarlet Letter, they're not publicly humiliating her. He mm-hmm. goes, I just want to be quiet about it. I want to be cool about it. I love her, but I'm going to divorce her. Right. And that's what he was a mind to do. I'm not going forward with this relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think anyone would feel that way. And that was a big that, that was a big cross to bear for Mary because you think about her, she's done nothing wrong. She's only been there. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have a child. You're never going to be with a man, but I'm going to cause a child to grow in within you. It's going to be the Messiah. Right. That's that's a lot, too. And to think about, wow, that's going to cost me Joseph. You know, it's going to cost me the love of my life to do this. And yeah, so, and when Joseph, you know, accuses her or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? Oh, no, it's, it's from the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. buy that one. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's fine for telling me after the fact, yeah. you know, you've been gone for months because remember she went right away to see Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that right away? Yeah. She was gone. She was because John the Baptist was before her and the baby was still in the womb when Mary went out there. Okay. And she was already had the spirit conceived in her. Mm-hmm. So she went out there. So she's gone for a period of time. Right. Which could make it even more suspect. Right. I never put two and two together with that one. Yeah, right. So <laughs> you come back and you say, yeah, you know, I've been gone a long time and I'm pregnant. It's by the Holy Spirit. And he's like, I'm going to make this nice about it, but this is over. Right. And I think about how devastating that would be. But I do appreciate the fact that Joseph, as a man of characters, he was a righteous man. Mm-hmm. He was not hurting people back. And to me, that's what character is. Character that God wants us to have is not hurting people just because they hurt you. Yeah. Character God wants us to have is still being a kind, good-hearted person no matter how people treat you. Yeah, and that can be hard to do because, you know, we naturally, our natural response is defensive. Right. You know, if someone strikes us, we want to strike them back, you know, verbally right. or whatever. Right. So, yeah, it, it definitely shows a good character. But after he had considered this, so he's already pondered it. And one thing I do love about Joseph, he thinks about it. He doesn't just act. He doesn't just jump to things. He's thought about it. Mm -hmm. It says after he considered, he spent time. I'm sure he's praying about it. He's thinking about it. He's considered it. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because that what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So the angel tells him the same thing in a dream that Mary has said, or mm-hmm. that he has heard coming from Mary. It's hard to right. know exactly what the dialogue was or the conversation between Joseph and Mary actually was. But this angel of the Lord comes and says, don't be afraid. Now, in some ways, there was always going to be that reputation that Jesus was born uh, illegitimately. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't married yet. They were just engaged, right? Yes. Or at least they hadn't. He took her as his wife, but they didn't consummate the relationship. Yes. But there was always going to be a question as to Jesus Christ. And I think some people actually, you know, accused it or used it as an aspersion against them. So in some ways there would be some looking down on this by other people who Mm -hmm. don't get it, who don't understand. So he's going to have some stigma no matter what, even though everything's above board, even though everything's from God, he's still going to have stigma of that. No, absolutely. Because I mean, can you imagine just going and saying that today? Oh, it's from the Holy spirit. I mean, no one's going to believe it. It was probably all over town. Right. Yeah. And no one believed it, I'm sure. They just thought that it was like, 
made up. I don't think gossip started in our day. (laughs) So it would have been right all over the place. So don't be afraid. You know, there are going to be problems inherent with doing Mm -hmm. this, but she's going to give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. And one thing that I do like is God intervenes. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've often thought about is God, a dad is important. It is. A mom is important. For sure. No denigration whatsoever towards single parent families. Sometimes people are growing up in single parent families, uh, no choice of their own. Right. It happened. Somebody died. Somebody bailed out. Somebody didn't want to hang with it. So you got a mom. Some of my my dear friends are raising children as single parents. Yep. And I love them and they're doing a phenomenal job. That does not change the fact that it would be preferable, even they would say this, to have a dad involved. It's definitely There's something about a dad in a home Mm-hmm. That kind of keeps all chaos from breaking out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You were pretty you were pretty tough on the kids, but uh, you know, so you were you were no, strong but enough. It, but it gives balance, you know, and even in homes where there is a single parent, I think many times they do try to have someone that has a strong uh, male or female figure based on which parent is raising the child. So if right. that's a strong grandparent or an uncle or right. you know, whatever to right. help, you know, give the kids it's you know, a well-rounded. It's the system. I mean, God thing. didn't start out the world by, you know, making Eve first and then having Eve have a child and then later on introducing a dad into the situation. From the get-go, there's been a dad and a mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Th- this is normal. Mm-hmm. There's a dad and there's a mom. Right. There are two. I think sometimes our society has two of them, but they're not always two different ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It says about was a mom and a dad. I think it's important because as a guy, I have a different mentality mm-hmm. than a lot of female. I'm not saying the new, but I'm saying of a, a lot of no, times it's as a female. Yeah, we think differently in right. ways, yeah. On how we're going to handle things and what we're going to do and what's tolerable and what's not tolerable and what mm-hmm. they can handle and what they can't handle and, and things like that. That sometimes can have that good drive and mm-hmm. good. And the mom's, man, compassionate. You know, a kid gets sick. Dad might say tough. <laughs> mom says what? Toughen up, cupcake. Right. Mom yeah. says what? Oh, <laughs> what can I do? Listen, why did they, I did they, when my mom didn't drive, like when I was growing up, no kidding, like that's how it was. If you were sick once in a blue, you might see a doctor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had pink eye one time so bad and I was going to school every day. Like my eyes were wrinkled, like my eyeballs. It was so bad. I had to like peel my eyes open every day. Did my family take me to a doctor? No, (laughs) like that was not going to happen. And why? Because, well, probably dad was running that ship. It It was up to my mom who often didn't drive when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. not until I was later in high school, that, that was how it was. I mean, I remember times, man, my year, I was in so much pain and there was nothing that could be done for me. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Because there was no, it was toughen up mm-hmm. for, for real. Um, I didn't have that approach <laughs> no. to our kids, but I might tell them toughen up if they're whining. Yeah. If they're whining, it was too cold or they're whining about this. And I'm like, it's 32 degrees. I was out in below 10 degree days with gloves. Like my family was so poor. Like you'd be out there with gloves that were made of vinyl. Yeah. With like some fake rabbit hair inside (laughs) and you're cutting wood in a wind chill, 10 below zero wind chill. Your hands would be so cold by the time you got done. And again, I'm not saying that's a fault of my parents. I'm saying we were poor right? and we didn't have anything and you had to make the best of it. So then when I would hear knowing what I went through and then, you know, everyone's dressed in big thick layers and heavy coats and boots. Cause I made sure that didn't happen when my kids were growing up and then now you're going to play in the cold. My mind would be like, 
Let's talk about cold. Let's talk about cold. Um, <laughs> if you want to know what cold feels like, I can kind of tell you what cold feels like. But I do think there is that part of me as a dad, though, that would be like, you're going to make it and yeah, we're going to be just survive. fine. And yeah. you can you can carry that bag. You can carry that wood. You can yeah. do it. You can do it. You know what I'm saying? You can. I know you can. Yeah. And that's part of it. And then a mom, you know, taking care of boo-boos and, you know, bandaging, you know, busted up knees and stuff yeah. like that, right? It's good to have the balance. Yeah. I think God thinks so, mm-hmm. you know, and every yeah, parent's different sure. and every mom and dad, you know, is a different scenario because we're all different people. But yeah, I would say having a mom and a dad is an important thing. And I make note of the fact that God intervened to make sure Jesus Christ had that stepdad in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just cool. It had to be important mm-hmm. or he wouldn't have said it, right? Yep. And so anyway, he obeys God and he says this about Jesus Christ. He said that you're going to give him the name Jesus. So I'm telling you as a dad, what you're going to name his kid. Jesus would be a name like Joshua. It meant uh, deliverer. So you're going to give him this name because he is going to save his people from their sins. That's how powerful he's going to be. Not only is he going to save, he's not going to save people from Rome. He's not going to save people from politics. Yeah. He's going to save them from we sin. We could use that. We could use that. <laughs> but he's going to save us from sin. Right. And sin is the most insidious thing. It's the most dangerous thing to your well-being. It's the most dangerous thing to your health. It's the most dangerous thing to your peace is sin. Because we start getting the sin nature gets a hold of us. We start mistreating people. We start having a lot Mm -hmm. of problems in our own lives, and there's no peace. There is no peace when you're not doing what God wants you to do. That's true. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, having a Savior is the most important thing ever. So what do you think about Jesus Christ delivering you from your sins? What would that mean? When it says he will save his people from their sins, save. It means that ultimately I have an eternal home with him in heaven. Okay. You know, that I become his child and that he can help me to overcome anything. It says the Holy Spirit will give you the strength to withstand any temptation. Right. So we're talking about the power of sin. Like right now, Mm -hmm. you're talking about the power of sin. Right. That part of becoming a believer, putting my faith in Jesus Christ, helps me to deal. I'm now dead to sin, alive to God. Right. You can yield your body as an instrument of righteousness, Mm -hmm. according to Romans 6. You don't have to do bad stuff anymore. Count yourselves dead to sin. There's a power there that God gives us. There's the fruit Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. There's love and joy and peace and kindness. So part of saving from sin, which you have mentioned, is saving from the power of. Right. But there's also part of saving, which is saving from the penalty of. So we need to remember both things. We're talking about salvation. There's salvation from the power of sin. There's salvation from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is the wages of sin is death. And all sin falls short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. That's eternal life apart from God. Lake of Fire stuff, mm-hmm. what the Bible calls the second death. This is what you do not experience. Everyone's yeah. going to die physically, every single one of us. Yes. We're all of our day. I hate it. I really do. Even contemplating my own mortality, which little Jazzy reminded me of. I'm not going to be around forever. Thanks, Jazz. <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> hey, Jazzy, when you're in college, I'll probably still have you come back and help us out in our Christmas Eve videos. You'll be in a nursing home, Bill. <laughs> I'm like, well, Jazzy, let's just start counting the years. How many years is it until you're actually out of school? Because... I'm only going to be this age. You know, I, I, you're right. Hopefully I might be dead be by then. And she said, well, you do have white hair, Bill. So, okay. So I guess white hair means. <laughs> Say it like it is. Oh, yeah. The only reason I have white hair is because I don't dye my hair. Okay. <laughs> what? Right. Everyone else around you is dying their hair. That's why their hair dyed gray. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, I, just, I didn't say that. I just. <laughs> 
But you know, it made me think because I it made me realize I'm like, yeah, you know, I have a when I think about being a pastor, I have a limited number probably of Christmases left with my church. I have a limited mm-hmm. number of holidays. Yeah, it kind of makes me sad. I realize that, yeah, I mean, you're getting older. I mean, the time is marching on, flying by, and you're going to die. But mm-hmm. the good thing is, when you die, you know, there's eternal life. Yep, and that's part of what's awesome. salvation. Salvation from sin is so sin can't get up and jump jump on you when you're dead and drag you down to hell because those sins aren't there to drag you to hell. Right. Those sins aren't there. Separated as far as the east is from the west. Right. Those sins aren't there to get you anymore. Those sins aren't there to keep you from going to God anymore. Right. Because he died on the cross to pay for those sins. Mm -hmm. He will save his people. And I'm sure that Joseph, like when he first heard those words, he'll save his people from their sin, didn't realize the agony that Jesus was going to go through. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about, I think about this sometimes because it says that when Jesus was dying on the cross, that God had to turn his his face away because of the sin. We surmise it because he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken yeah. me? Yeah, and you know, we think because he took all the sins of the entire world on himself. And I was talking one day with uh, someone in my small group, and they were talking about abuse they suffered as a child. And, you know, where was Jesus during that abuse? And I said, the Bible says when he died on the cross, he took all of the sin. That means that he felt on the cross what you felt, you know, that evil that was experienced for you. He felt that. And you know, what a horrible thing that was. Why do you think it turned dark for three hours Right in the middle of the day? What was it? Noon to three. It's pitch black dark in Jerusalem. I mean, just bearing, you think the sins that we have to experience and Jesus experienced all of it. Right. You know, it's just an amazing well, gift of the salvation. It is. It is. Well, I think too of sin, you know, I, I've, I've borne the weight. We, we all have yep. at times friends, uh, loved ones, people we really care about doing the wrong thing and it breaks our hearts. And, mm-hmm. and I remember one day I just told Jesus, I can't imagine how you felt Yeah, like on that cross because you had to bear the sins of the whole world. I'm bearing the sins of a few people. I feel on my shoulder and I finally gave it back over to God because I realized Jesus was the one intended to bear the sins of the world, not me. I can't bear the sins of other people. I need to go home and go to sleep and get up there to fight the next day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And help people and be a shepherd and do the best job that I can do as a communicator of God's word. And I was so caught up in it. You know, I've always always had the personality gets caught up in stuff. I mean, let's face it. I Mm -hmm. just have always, always have had that personality. It's been a problem. I break the wrist and walk away. It's it's all my, it's all my years. I've gotten (laughs) better over time, but I remember that day. It did help me a lot to to give it over to God and just say, God, this is your, this is your issue. So he's going to save his people from their sins. And it said, all this took place to fulfill. And now this is verse 22 of Matthew 1. Through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, God with us. And when you look at the Hebrew, L is God, and M is the Hebrew preposition for with. So God is with us, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, he's God is with us beautiful it's awesome right i love the fact that god is with us because that's the whole reason where it says in the bible all the time you don't have to be afraid you don't have to be scared because i'm with you uh through the valley of the shadow of death i'm with you through all bad things that happen i'm with you yeah it's a great comfort just knowing everything we go through in life that god is right there right so when joseph woke up he did what the angel of the lord had commanded him so obviously the the angel, if, he, if it says he commanded him, wasn't giving him a suggestion. Yeah. The angel was telling him, you're going to do it. And he did do it. And he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, which would be in Bethlehem. And he gave him the name Jesus. He did exactly what God told him to mm-hmm. do. You know, when things worked out and Jesus Christ went on to save the world. Awesome. Right? Yeah. 
went on to save the world. He's still the mediator between God and man. He's still in heaven atoning for sin. He's still hearing our prayers. Uh, we pray every prayer we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus Christ is a phenomenal player. Jesus Christ is God with us. Jesus Christ is the, I guess you would say, uh, the standard. He's the mm -hmm. flag bearer. He's the example. He's God in the flesh. Yep. Showing us what love was and compassion was and having mercy was and all these things that are important parts of this season that we're yeah. in right now, Christmas. I mean, some love is important. Compassion is important. Hope is important. Peace is important. All these things wrapped up in Jesus Christ. We truly appreciate you tuning into this podcast. And we're going to say a prayer for you. And then we're going to say you guys all have a great week. Gratefully, Father, we pray for those who are listening today or whatever day it is that they're listening Bless them, help them, whatever their struggle, whatever their heartache. We know we can come to you. You're God with us. We appreciate it. We thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Have a great week, all.